0: Hi, everybody. Thanks again for listening to LJN Radio. I'm Tim Yuma, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, more specifically our segment called Myth versus Reality, where we take a look at those ideas, beliefs, those statements that you hear all the time, and we find out from our experts if they are true or if they are false. Today, we're speaking with Carrie Hannon, and we're going to be discussing the idea of mature workers and some of those thoughts that are out there. Now, Carrie is the AARP jobs expert. She's also a national best-selling author. Her newest book coming out is Love Your Job: The New Rules for Career Happiness. And it's always great to have Carrie on the show. Thanks for joining us, Carrie.
1: Great. Nice to be here with you, Tim.
0: Yeah, you always have some good stuff for us. And we're going to do a little segment we've been working on lately. It's called Myth versus Reality, kind of taking those comments, statements, ideas that are out there and, and just trying to figure out is it true, is it false? And what exactly are the details? So you ready to go? I am. All right, let's start off with this one. And this is, again, some items we've looked at, some things we've heard from individuals in the past. The first one I have is mature workers will miss more work than younger employees. Your thoughts?
1: I say that's a myth. Hmm. I think that it's absolutely one of those blanket observations people might make. I think people miss work. It's not an age related issue. Mm -hmm. I think it's an individual related issue. There may be younger people and older people that have health issues or what have you. But overall, Tim, what I have found in my reporting and my research is that older workers tend to be more reliable.
0: Now, is that just a almost a generational thing? We hear a lot about, you know, the older generations seem to have more that hardworking mentality and the millennials tend to slack off a little bit. Do you believe that to be true or is it something else?
1: I think that 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 probably is true. I think that might be the reality that, and I'm not slamming the younger generation. I think it's simply (laughs) that the older worker, the more mature worker, has developed this sort of work ethic Mm -hmm. through years of having, you know, of doing the job, whereas younger workers tend to be a little bit more project oriented. So they'll do a project and then chill.
0: Sure. No, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, of course, as we're talking about this stuff here, nobody's looking at stereotype. That's why we're doing shows like this is to kind of break apart those myths and realities, so to speak. All right. Well, let's go to another portion of this. And we've had some shows dealing with this idea. Younger managers and mature workers have trouble getting along. What's your take?
1: I think there's a reality there. Mm -hmm. I'd love to say that that it doesn't exist, but it clearly there is this generational pull in the workplace. Right. But there are solutions. What I often find is that the worker tends to be set in their ways to a certain extent, and they need to learn to be more relaxed and more open to trying new ways of doing things. Whereas a younger worker tends to be a little impatient with somebody who is um, like that and kind of in their set in their ways, and they, so the younger worker has to learn to be a little more patient. I think there is something to be gained from both workers, especially. Um, there's lots of ways we can talk about this in, from technology standpoint for sure, but there's lots that each can learn from the other, mm-hmm. and so I think I think it's really important that everyone sort of looks at that relationship and says, okay. There could be some tension here. How can we make it work? Right. And a lot of ways you can do that is by setting setting up mentoring relationships, formal mentoring relationships within the workplace if an employer wants to do that. If not, try to do an informal one. I myself, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s, I'm 54, and I have someone I call a reverse mentor who's in his early 30s who helps me with social media issues okay. that I'm concerned
0: with. Sure. Yeah, I like that idea of it going both ways as well, because as you mentioned, the mature workers didn't have that experience that the younger manager or worker in this case, uh, you know, wouldn't have. And then it does flip on the other side. Would you suggest then to employers that if they're going to have a situation where maybe, you know, someone's manager is 20 years, their junior, that they sit down, and have a conversation, they map out a plan? Like, How far would you go with it as far as your suggestion?
1: I think that's a great idea, Tim. I don't, I think, you know, it's that old expression, the elephant in the room. Right. You know, I think everyone needs to be open about this. That yeah, I mean, this is human nature. We're going to all approach our work from a different angle. And and I think it's important to let's discuss it and see what, you know, have a forum where everyone can talk about maybe frustrations and then also the benefits of working together, which, you know, we can talk a lot about what the older worker brings to the workplace that is really critical uh, that employers clearly do value.
0: Well, you touched on this uh, a moment ago, so I'll lead into our next myth versus reality. And that being that the biggest concern employers have about mature workers is technological knowledge. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's a reality. That is one thing I counsel older workers who are uh, looking for jobs right now is you absolutely have to be up to speed with technology. It is (laughs) non-negotiable point these days. So if you can possibly, you know, easy ways to show an employer that you have, you're adept in this way, is, make sure you've got a LinkedIn profile that you are on Facebook and you're on Twitter and you're involved when you're on LinkedIn, not only your profile, but you get engaged in, in group discussions to show your expertise. And even if you're searching for a job and you've done, set yourself up for Google searches on that company. Mm-hmm. So when you're in an interview situation, you can say, hey, I know from, you know, through a Google search or whatever, you bring up that you're hip to technology. So there are easy ways to get involved in social media as one way to show your technology. But in general, if you're applying for a job that requires a certain certification, get it. Go back. There's lots of right. community college programs, workshops, so forth. Don't sit back and say, oh, I'll learn this on the job. Absolutely not. They need you to be up to speed on things because that's the way of the workforce today.
0: Now, I feel like there might be a balance as well if you're putting stuff on your resume. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't want to put basic things on there like able to use Microsoft Word. I mean, that sh- at this point, it's kind of assumed, isn't it? Or would you still encourage mature workers to put that on there?
1: I think you want to say that you're comfortable with Office, you okay. know, that sort of thing. I think it's okay to show that you understand some of that. But I mean, you don't have to be so basic, But but if you look at a job description and they're saying basic requirements, you know, mm-hmm. check them off. Make right. sure that you say that on your resume.
0: Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, another one we have here, uh, and this one, again, is, is something we hear. want to try to sort of separate the truth and the fiction. Mature workers are more expensive due to experience, of course, because their salary may be higher, and health insurance. Maybe you have to separate those into two, but what do you think about the myth or reality of that statement?
1: Gosh, you know, it is is squishy ground there. I'd like to say a lot of that is reality, at least from an employer standpoint. Mm-hmm. But that said, an older worker today, over 50, who's trying to get traction back in the workplace, is often willing to step down from that salary they had in their previous job, right. um, especially if they've been job hunting for a while, and we know it takes an older worker something like three three months or so longer to find a job when they've been out of work than someone younger. Mm-hmm. So the fact is what you're going to see is they're willing to negotiate. They're willing to you know, step back from that salary maybe for negotiating for some more vacation time maybe or for flex time. There are ways to get around that big salary number. And also, if someone and a lot of people over 50, an worker, is starting over in a new field or a new career, because this is a time in life when we like to do that, and it's (laughs) often the chance to follow your passion and really do something you want to do. And in that case, they're more than willing to start over at a lower salary than they had before because they know they're new to the field.
0: Is that something then that they really should try to express in the cover letter to make sure that the employer knows that before they even get weeded out? Oh, this person has this much experience. They're going to want too much money. Isn't it that important to get it out there right away?
1: You know, I think it is important to bring it to the table, but I'm, I I don't encourage you to start you know coming in. I'm willing to take less from the start because okay. you don't want to start from the perspective of less than. Of course. But of the mindset that you're willing to negotiate and have an answer in your mind prepared if that question and when it comes up, because it will probably come up at some point point. and that you're overqualified. I mean, overqualified and, and, and too expensive are the two buzz things sure. that really knock older workers out of, out of the running. And so you need to be ready to put your foot out there and say, hey, hey, hey. But at the same time, I wouldn't you don't want to tell an employer from the start that you don't value yourself.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But at least the side of having a passion for this field or industry, and that's why maybe the switch, you, you would I mean, that's okay to mention that, wouldn't it be?
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. That's a nice segue, and it kind of is a subtle way of telling them that, yeah, you understand that you're starting over. You have all these wonderful skills that you're redeploying into this new field, but the right. fact that is, you don't have that specific experience in that field.
0: How about the health insurance side of it? And, you know, again, I know it can be extremely different depending on where you are and and what your employer does with as far as insurance goes. But is that generally just accepted that an employer is going to take on a little more cost when it comes to health insurance? Or do you think that's a myth in and of itself?
1: I think there is reality to that. I'm not sure with the new, uh, with all the new health insurance rules rolling out, how it affects. But clearly, an older worker can be more expensive to insure in terms of health-related issues. So it may, but if it's just one, I mean, it depends on how large the employer is. It may just be, you know, really a blip for them. So I don't think that's as important. Although it is something that is talked about a lot. I think the question of of salary is Mm -hmm. really a bigger concern, and someone being overqualified for a job, and thereby, when they get in the door, they'll be resentful of either making less or doing work that they did 10 years ago, you know, so, and those are real things, you need to be at peace with yourself if you're an older worker uh, looking for a job in in that manner
0: fair points fair points and that's why we like having you on i think you do give that honest assessment of you know the things you've researched things you've seen and experienced and the people you talked with i think our listeners definitely appreciate you bringing that straightforward talk and that's why we want to do these shows again myth versus reality we got a couple more here we want to get to and this one has to do with getting that job mature workers will be judged in an interview by their appearance <laughs> that one
1: tim that's my favorite thing because I always tell older workers when I'm out speaking to these groups and there's this you know palpable fear that they're going to outlive their money and they really need a job and they're like, what should I do? Do I need to have Botox? Should I dye my Uh hair? What have you? The truth is people do judge a book by its cover. It's tried and true and they can't. It's human nature. But what I tell people is, yes, you absolutely need to look as, you know, you look your best. And one way to do that is to be physically fit. Hmm. If you can have some sort of fitness plan that gives you, and I don't mean running fast miles or bench pressing a lot, <laughs> but if you have some sense of fitness, whether you swim or walk or do whatever, every week on a regular basis and eat healthy, you exude this vibrancy, this sense of energy that they say, hey, you know, I want what she has or I want what he has. It comes through. And when you're physically fit, you have this, po- it really gives you this positivity, this this real positive vibe comes off of you that I think is a great way to, on. The, it's very much, it's a surface thing, but it's also a subtle thing right. that employers, when you're face to face, they get it, they see it. Also, you need to dress appropriately. Mm. So, you know, be hip on what some of the, you know, current fashions are, if you need new eyeglasses, whatever. I mean, take a look at what, if you've been out of the workplace for a while or haven't interviewed for a long time, you know, make sure that you're current with all those sorts of things and dress for the workplace depending on where you're going. But I always tell people to
0: overdress. I had to pause for a minute there because when you mentioned bench pressing, I just pictured you at a gym, just 300 pounds, just just working it. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, no, you may, you, And you do bring up some good tips there as far as it's not necessarily appearance as far as age, but as you said, being modern within it and the fit side of it. Now, would you ever suggest... If someone really did feel like they weren't getting these job opportunities because of their appearance, and I'm not saying anything major, no surgeries or anything, but things like hair color or something minor you could do with wrinkles, I mean, is that going to play that big of a factor that you would think somebody should try to make those adjustments?
1: It does. I okay. mean, I, I, ageism is alive and well in the workplace. So any signals that you give off of your, of being like dated in any way, so... But I wouldn't do anything the week before the interview. Sure. I mean, I would try to, you know, definitely do what makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and you feel confident. The, key to confident. the key to a good interview is believing in yourself and being confident. And if having, you know, not having gray hair makes you feel more confident and more youthful and more vibrant, do it. You know, if it's going to help you to not, you know, to work on some of those wrinkles in some way, you know, I'm not going to say don't do it. Just make sure that it, it is something you do in advance. So it's, you know, you're comfortable with how you look. And it also is, you know, something that overall adds to your, your life in some way, makes you feel better about who you are.
0: Very well put. I do appreciate that thought on, and again, a subject that does come up a lot. And as you said, it's one of your favorite things to, to kind of talk about there as well. Carrie, I wanted to give you the floor here at the end, just for any of our mature workers who are out there listening, or again, it could be employers that have been listening to this, trying to figure out where they lie when it comes to these myths and realities. What would you offer up for mature workers? Any advice you would give them, something to leave them with? Maybe we haven't touched on it today, but anywhere you'd like to go to close out the show.
1: Okay. Well, here are some great points. First of all, a recent Gallup poll found that those who stay in the workforce after 50 are more engaged in their work than younger workers. Why, you might ask? Because workers who are older are more, increasingly better over the years at finding the kind of work that suits you. So you know what you're going to be good at than someone who's younger. So you need to really get, you know, sit with yourself and, and go after jobs that really are right for you. Don't just scattershot your resumes out there at any old job. Try to focus. Second of all, remember that, you know, as an older worker, you bring intangibles to the workplace. First of all, you're even keeled. You're reliable. You have leadership experience, you have communication skills, both verbal and written, plus you have you know sort of tried and true critical thinking and problem-solving skills that someone younger than you might not have developed yet, and you're really pretty good at self-direction. I mean, you don't need someone to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. These are strengths that you have honed over all kinds of challenges and decades in the workplace. So really play to your strengths. You know, you know, have, have some, you know, as I say, have a little chutzpah because you've got some great things going for you. And in fact, older workers really, I mean, are valued by employers. I think we're finding this in the work I do with AARP as their jobs expert. I see a lot of this happening. And so, you know, look for companies that really value older workers. At AARP, they have a, a life reimagined for work effort, national effort that gets employers to sign up, you know, agreeing to look at, you know, pay more attention to these kind of, you know, a more mature worker. So, you know, what I'm just saying is just remember that, you know, you have these really great advantages from your work experience. And so your stronger work ethic, which we started the discussion with Tim, mm-hmm. you know, you and I started with, it's really something to, to play up. And I think employers recognize this.
0: Carrie, great stuff as usual. And uh, I always appreciate you having on. It's always been a pleasure to be able to get your insight into this. So thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That'll do it for us here on Moving Up the Ladder in our latest edition of Myth Versus Reality. We're speaking with Carrie Hannon. She is the AARP jobs expert, and she has a new book that will be out shortly, Love Your Job, The New Rules for Career Happiness. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this show or any of ours here on LJN Radio, just send us an email to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter at the LJN. And you can find all of our shows up at iTunes. Just go ahead and search LJN Radio. For everyone here at the Local Job Network, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.